OTB AM, setting you up for the day ahead. Luton is an easy is an easy name to say. This is what was just happening in the studio here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I know people who have flown into Luton. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Right, I'm delighted to say Nader Manu is with us to talk about basically Man City winning the league at the weekend. Nader, right, that's it. Stick a fork in it. It's over. <laughs> uh, it certainly seems that way, yeah. And it, I wasn't really expecting that result from Arsenal, but I think from a Man City perspective, you'll definitely take it, yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll talk about Man City for a few minutes before we get to, to Arsenal because um, a lot of times they don't actually get the credit for being so brilliant. Like, uh, Ilkay Gundogan's finish yesterday for the first goal is absolutely sensational. Oh, it's, it's amazing, yeah. And just that sort of the ability to think that quickly and to be able to execute as well. Because once he's taken the, the touch on his thigh, like nobody believes he's going to get a shot off, which is why I think Pickford himself ends up not getting anywhere near it because it's not normal to see somebody in that position that then goes on and sends it into the corner. But he's been such a good player for Man City. I'm personally a bit devastated if he leaves in the summer because he's done so well for them across the last few years. And also, of all the players, you know, at Man City, they pick their captain and Gundogan is their captain. So the fact that he's stepping up at this point in the season says a lot about how good he is and how much the club respects him as well. I didn't realise that the players actually pick the captain, do they? Mm, that's right, yeah. And no matter, there's Ruben Diaz, there's Kyle Walkers, you know what I mean, Kevin De Bruyne is and so on, but Ilkay Gundogan is Man City's captain. That's interesting because it does feel like he's getting better as he gets to this stage of his career that the physicality and the athleticism that he had has not waned significantly enough but that his influence and his knowledge and his uh, just the experience he's, he's kind of it feels like he's still cresting now at some point you know it's football so obviously uh, time remains undefeated are they getting rid of him a season too early I don't know I don't know I think there's there's an issue somewhere in terms of negotiations because from what I gather, it seems like he wants to stay and it seems like Pep Guardiola wants him to stay, but the club probably have a different sort of view on it. So maybe it is a year early, but then, I don't know, you never know what the future looks like. And it, as I say, it would be a shame to see him leave. And you're right in terms of his, his, the way he's playing. And I think as well for some of these players, I think there's him, De Bruyne and the like, for as much as they're doing really well on the field, I think they're also doing like coaching badges and stuff as well. So that means that when they're on there, even though they play in the game, they also see it slightly differently because they have to sort of teach people how to do it as well. So young players around them, they're almost being coached as well as being played with. So players like that, if you can have them on the field, I think it goes such a long way. And, you know, to make it clear, he's a German international and has been for a very, very long time. So clearly his ability is there, his understanding is there. And, you know, come the end of the season, if City win the league or if City win a treble even, like he's going to be the guy that's lifting all three of those, which which says a lot about him as a person. Yeah, 100%. The, the also, the other thing is that um, they were able to rotate a little bit with the game against uh, Real Madrid coming up. Did they rotate enough, do you think? Was it, I mean, obviously coming off a 3-0 win like that, everybody's going to feel pretty good about life. So uh, notwithstanding that, does, is, it, is it? are they in a great spot now for the Real Madrid game with the results of the weekend, I suppose, is the best way of asking the question. I think so, yeah. I think for some of these games, when you make the rotations, you want to finish the game with a good result and see everyone in good health. And as it stands, it seems like that's what they've got. I think one or two people probably be sort of pushing for places for midweek, but I'm sure Guardiola knows what he needs from that game itself. And ultimately, like it, it checked a box. They thought they went to Goodison. It wasn't easy throughout, even though the result make it seem that way. And they, as I say, they've got that winning feeling. And then they were blessed with watching Arsenal the game after, you know, drop points so that, you know, this could be a very, very significant week for them. But now the focus will solely be on um, on Real Madrid. 
and the players that you know played in that first leg will want to sort of redeem themselves and, and win. And the people who played last year and got knocked out by Real Madrid, I imagine they want to wrestle uh, deal with that as well and give themselves a chance of you know winning the European Championship by uh, also a U- uh, Champions League by beating Real Madrid at home in front of your own 50,000 fans, which is an opportunity which they tend not to get, to be honest. I know I'm asking you to look into a crystal ball here and him a bit, but at, at this juncture, would you expect uh, next season, uh, regard, I know we have to wait and see how teams recruit in the summer transfer window, but would you expect City to push on further ahead of the rest, or would you expect the gap between City and the rest to close next season? Um... I think that's a good question. And the reason I think it's a good question, because I spoke about this, someone was speaking about this yesterday. And City, you know, if they win the league, it's not to like County Chickens, but it seems pretty close. If they were to win the league, it'd be the fifth time in six years. And it feels like it's a lot. But then when you look back, there have been some incredible title races along the way with the likes of Liverpool and now Arsenal this season up until this point. So in terms of them being miles away from the rest, I think the rest is it's like it's dependent on who we're speaking about exactly. I think there are some teams that, you know, I would say they've even underperformed for what they believe they should be doing. And that goes regardless of whatever City or Liverpool or Arsenal have been doing throughout that time. So I think they'll look to sort of recruit to keep the machine going forward. But I think even when we look at games, look back at the seasons where it's City versus Liverpool, essentially, there's one, there's like one point, two points, three points between the two of them after 38 games, which essentially is just one bad result in a midweek that could really sort of define it as such. So, for City, I don't know if it's a case of kicking on. They'll try and continue with what they're doing, but there'll probably be new faces if some guys are leaving. And as a consequence, is that time to adapt the belief that they want to go and sort of do everything they can and win everything that they can? But I think teams like Chelsea will be better next year. I think Liverpool will start better next year. I think Spurs will try and push on again with a new manager. Then you've got Newcastle potentially trying to kick on. Man United hoping to kick on. So this idea of kicking on, it's all relative because all those teams around you as well will inevitably be getting better. So to even be able to in this, be in this position where you can get potentially 90 plus points again, I think it says a lot about them. But I think, as I say, the Premier League will be harder again next year. There's also the point about the, the uh, case that's happening at the moment and what impact that's going to have on either a points deduction or wh- whatever the ramifications. There might there might be no ramifications, but there might, may well be some, and, and that's the, the great unknown. In football and the people you talk to, is that a topic of conversation kind of that hasn't really just been aired publicly? Is everybody chatting about it, or have we kind of parked that no. for now to wait and see? Um I don't think it's a case of it's been parked. I think when it first came out, it was in the 24-hour news cycle. It's a big topic. But the fact is, and the underlying issue is the fact that it could be a very, very long situation. So as a consequence, we were speaking about stuff which most of us didn't really know in terms of how it's going to be dealt with. And we don't know how long it's going to take either, but it felt like it was something that was in and now it's going to be dealt with straight away, almost like a red card suspension from a weekend or something like that. So I think when you don't really have the information or the power to be able to dictate what happens next, it's a tough thing to continually talk about. And when you do get more information, I think it does become a bigger sort of co- bigger uh, conversation as such. But overall, it's, like I found it very tough to talk about because I don't know. And even though I sort of represent City to a certain extent now, like, as I say, I don't know. And I can speak to people within the club. They don't know. Some people believe that they'll be fine. Some people from the outside believe that every, the world is about to like just come crashing down on them. But again, it's just one of those things. I, I can't tell you anything because I really don't know. Yeah, and I, I think the point you make about it being so far away, it, it feels like it's so far away that um, it is difficult to kind of put any uh, current relationship between what's happening with what might happen down the road. So, look, that's all fair enough. Let, let's talk about Arsenal. Um, the question that we've been asking is, are they actually going to be better next season? And, 
you know, there's a there's a concern, I suppose, that Arsenal are one of those teams like. Uh, maybe a little bit like Leicester who had a couple of great seasons and nearly qualified for the Champions League obviously Arsenal will be in the Champions League next season but that there's no guarantee that they're going to be the second best team in England next year to your point about everybody getting better and everybody investing this year you know we know Pochettino's going to be in at Chelsea so we can expect them to be good from the start Um, how will Arsenal feel about the opportunity that they've missed this season? Um... I think that's a good question because it will depend on which sort of like Arsenal fans speaking because they'll be the ones who will know that halfway through the season they had 50 points and as a consequence the league title's right there for them. I think it was uh, after game week 29 they had an eight-point gap over Man City and you'd think with so few games left that that would be enough. Like, And it didn't even... It wasn't even supposed to get to the point whereby a game against Man City at home would be defining... Uh, sorry, away would be defining because they still had other games which they could have won themselves. I think they were nearly perfect in that first half of the season. And so, like, it wasn't a case they were chasing someone down. Like, they were the front runners. So when you then essentially fall away and potentially finish the second half of the season with maybe 37 points after having 50 in the first, you know, that is cause for concern. I think you'd look at some of the issues they've had in terms of, say, personnel dropping out and a dip in form, um, so managing some of the bigger games and some of the bigger moments, managing the lead. But I think they will strive to get better. And I think they've got more opportunity. You know, looking at the Champions League, they'll probably try and recruit to sort of suit that need. And ultimately, I think for as good as, say, a starting eleven has been for them, maybe 12, 13 players, it seems like the depth hasn't really been there overall in terms of consistent performance and sort of trust from Arteta as well. Because overall, throughout the league season, he hasn't really tried to change it that much. And I think that probably says a lot. Whereas you look at cities and other teams when they've been doing well, they do like to rotate things just a little bit. So... I think they'll try and push on next year. I'm not sure exactly what that looks like, but the fact is it's 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 been such a good season for them, but as they walk away they leave with the place in the Champions League and that's it. You know, and that place could have been gained by finishing fourth as well. So it's a lot of points to achieve that goal and to have not been in something later in the FA Cup, the the League Cup. Like I fancied them to win the Europa League as well. I think there'll be a huge sense of disappointment, but then they have come a long way since that that last year. But, you know, you need to take a step back to really see that. And in the moment, it's hard to not be emotional and say that it's going to be, it's been a disappointing month for them. The words bottled it were being thrown around a little bit yesterday, Nidham, in relation to Arsenal. And and I kind of almost feel like it was maybe just a a lack of belief that they could go on and win the league with with Man City being the team they were up against in, in the race. Is there a mentality thing there? Is is it harsh or fair on Arsenal to use that word bottled? Um, I feel like bottled is aggressive, especially when it's across a series of games. And in some of those games as well, like the Liverpool game, like the West Ham game, <clears throat> they were playing particularly well. But like the two keys, like you're playing away from home in the Premier League in the final third of the season. And as a consequence, like... Great, strange things happen. And, you know, this isn't necessarily a home and away thing, but like we just saw Brighton dismantle Arsenal yesterday, but they got dismantled by Everton a few days earlier. At this point in the year, there's a certain skill to be able to just manage those games, manage those moments and just win football matches. And I wouldn't necessarily say they've bottled it because it's also taken Man City being essentially perfect for the last two, three months, which is an unrealistic thing to sort of perceive the, the sort of football world through, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. City, as I say, they've been nearly perfect. In other seasons, Arsenal, as I say, if they finish on 87 points, you're in with a good chance of winning a Premier League title. I think given the way things were going, they could have finished on 90 and not won one. And that's the reality of the situation at this moment in time when you have to be so good at this point. Um, but I, I don't think 
you know, it's tough because I know what people are thinking. It does sound very clear like they bottled it because they had a lead and now they don't have a lead. But I think it just shows how difficult it is to actually get across the line. And I think more credit needs to be given to Man City and other teams that have won the league in recent years because there is a fine art to be able to get across the line. And unfortunately for Arsenal, they haven't had it this year, but then they also have the second youngest squad in the Premier League as well. So should they know how to do it when essentially most of these guys haven't been there before? John Hartson was on Twitter yesterday making the point that it's a bit of a pattern for the last three seasons. Last year they were trying to qualify for the Champions League in the, the previous year. And so um, he does use the word choked under the pressure. I guess that's the concern if you're an Arsenal fan is that you get so close, so deep into the season and then whatever it is, if it maybe it's just squad depth, but perhaps it's also the manager's treatment of the season I don't know it, it does feel as if like the goal becomes attainable it's right there for you and they can't manage mm. to get over the line like last season their, their recovery from last season is is really good and suggests that maybe there's loads of good stuff happening so perhaps this is a learning and they're building off a much higher base next year yeah I would, I would think so I think it has to be a learning curve for them I think at the start of last season they lost their first three games of the season I believe and the talk was Arteta was going to be out Come the end of that season, it's thought that they might be making it for the Champions League and obviously they fell away. The start of the next season, they go on an incredible run and spend most of the season at the top of the Premier League. And again, they are falling away now, but the fall away always feels worse because it's a team that's coming like a train. And I think as well for Man City, for the middle third of the season, they were doing fine, but it was perceived as being worse because Arsenal were, were perfect. And I think that's the way that football can be viewed sometimes. You know, on you're being judged according to like something which you can only match, but you can't better. And that's what's happened with City over these last few weeks. And yeah, they've they've messed up and so on. But I think it's just, it just shows it's a long season. Arteta himself, he had belief in this squad and they were doing incredibly well. They won a lot of very, very big games at key points in the season, it felt like. But they're coming short now. But these guys, they have this memory and this feel and they'll know going into the next season that like they'll have to be better again. But they are one year older, a lot of these young players. They have the experience of coming so close. And I remember some of the games in which, you know, they had a lead and they didn't manage to, you know, to sort of to get it across the line. I think they will be better next season, but what better guarantees, I'm not sure. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they were in a cup competition and win one of those, but it's not all doom and gloom and it's a young team making mistakes and a manager that's not been doing it for 20 odd years, essentially, you know, not being in the best spot either, but they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Before we leave that game, uh, how did Evan Ferguson get on? We're mildly obsessed here about uh, his his current career trajectory. Yeah, he's um, he's a big fella and he's doing very, very well. I think it's, it's nice to see. Um, and he's part of a Brighton side that, you know, somehow they've got the second best possession stats in the Premier League behind Man City. And I think as well to link it back to Arsenal again. Arsenal, for as good as they've been, it's crazy that all of a sudden they can be outplayed at home when the argument is, you know, Man City, they have this money, they buy all the players. Where's the team that doesn't have the same money as Arsenal coming, putting on a show, showing the level of coaching and skill? And with people like Ferguson and others, like they're a remarkable team. Are they probably story of the season? Yeah, they really are. Who's getting relegated? Nice handy question to wrap this up. Um... I think Leicester, if they don't win in the next couple of days, and then I think Leeds as well. A couple of big teams to go down there. Yeah, Leicester mm. home to Liverpool tonight. Yeah, I, th- I think that. 
I think that's probably it, but I don't know because I've got this feeling that it's Nottingham Forest versus Arsenal at the weekend and that's Forest's last game of the season. And if they get a positive result, there's a good chance that they'll be up. So I think that crowd will be right up for it and the players will be as well. Uh, so I think they might separate themselves from it. And then Everton themselves, their last home game of the season is at home to Bournemouth. So I think that's probably going to be enough and it's going to be wild seeing a team like Leicester go down, especially given the fact that in that time, last few years, they've won a Premier League title. But this is the nature of the Premier League. You have to be at it all the time or you will be punished. Nathan, great stuff. Thanks a million. Cheers for joining us. Cheers. Yes, thank you. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.